Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Please be seated. So I recently started learning how to ride a motorcycle. It's been a process. I was scared of them for years. I'm originally from Baltimore, and you don't see that many of them around the city, and when you do see them or hear about them, it's typically not good news. But then, uh, a couple of years ago, I met a fellow pastor who rides motorcycles, and I became curious. I mean, just curious to become an occasional passenger, of course. I was never going to ride one myself. But then finally, after years of fighting it, I decided to take the plunge. And a couple of months ago, I started taking motorcycle riding lessons. What I'm learning is that it is a time-consuming and expensive hobby. First, there's tons of gear you have to buy to safely ride a motorcycle. And then there's the bike itself, which I'm still in the market for. So if you have one or you know someone who's selling one, let me know because I'm looking to buy. But on top of the financial investment, there's also the time it takes to learn a new skill like this. It takes a long time to learn how to ride bikes safely and well. Or at least it's taking me a long time. So over the past six months or so, I've been on this motorcycle kick, spending a lot of time and money and energy on it. And you know what? All of a sudden, I'm noticing motorcycles everywhere. Part of that is that I now live in Gettysburg and there's a Harley-Davidson dealership right there. <laughs> but even when I go back to Baltimore and as I travel around the country, I'm seeing bikes parked in lots and on the side of streets and I'm noticing people walking around with their helmets inside stores and restaurants. I'm seeing them everywhere I go. Because see, I'm invested now. So I notice. I care. It's sort of like when you buy a specific brand or type of car and then all of a sudden you start seeing them all over the place where you never had noticed them before. It's like when we invest in something. That thing has some level of ownership over us. 
maybe even a deeper level of ownership than we have over the thing. There's a line from the gospel text this morning. Where your, heart, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. But sometimes we hear this interpreted backwards. Like, if you love God, then you'll show it by giving lots of money to the church. But that would be if it said, where your heart is, there your treasure will be. And maybe there's some truth in that. Where we choose to spend our time and our money does in some ways reflect our priorities, reflect what's in our hearts. But our gospel text today says something a little more interesting than that, actually. The gospel says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. See, where and how we spend our time and money isn't a test of what's in our hearts. It's the other way around. Where and how we spend our time and money actually reorients our hearts. Our treasure shapes us into the people who we are. It informs how we see the world, informs how we see each other, informs what we will and won't do. In some cases, it informs even how we vote. Because if we have treasure, we're likely to want to protect it, right? And if we have treasure, we have to take time to consider where to put it, how to keep it up, how and when to share it, and why. Treasure of time and talent and money, it's not a bad thing, not at all. But it sure is powerful. That's why the Bible talks about treasure so much, and money in particular. It's not to give preachers a chance to tell you to give more of it to the church, but you should feel free to do so. Now, the Bible talks about treasure so often and so boldly because God knows the power it has over our hearts and over our lives. The truth is, we are owned as much as we own. From little things like how now that I'm riding a motorcycle, I notice motorcycles everywhere, to slightly bigger things, like how recently we've learned that our cell phones are made in factories where people work in deplorably unsafe conditions for minimal pay, but we can't give those things up. I actually had to buy an extra battery for mine because I use it so often. Treasure is powerful stuff, and it owns us as much as we own it, but it's not all bad news. Like how when we do give to churches and organizations, we're more likely to be informed about the work that they're doing. We're more likely to be involved. Or how when we invest time and money into a growing season, we not only rightly care about the crop, but also about the people that crop will feed. Like when we spend time every day practicing a sport and fall more and more in love with the miracle that is the human body. Like how the more time we spend saying thank you, the more grateful and joyful we actually start to feel. Like how the more energy we put into getting to know someone new, the more we care about their story and the more we can understand their perspective, even if it's really different from ours. 
where your treasure is, time, talent, and money. There your heart will be also. And here's the really amazing thing. Regardless of how we spend our treasure, God has, is, and will always be spending the most extravagant treasure in the universe on us. Unconditional love, grace, forgiveness, eternal life. Take it. It's yours. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And if God has given us the kingdom, this incredible treasure, how much love must God's heart be holding for us now? We are the ones God has spent everything on. Life and death. Everything. All of it. Gladly. And so, because God's treasure is spent on us, God's love for us is sure. It's an unbreakable promise. It's deeper than the ocean and wider than the galaxy. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Treasure beyond all knowing, power beyond all understanding, love beyond our deserving. This is the gift today and always. May our treasure, and therefore our hearts, be oriented like God's for the sake of the world. Amen. And I'm just now realizing that I skipped right over the children's message. (laughs) But there is still time. Are there any young people or young in heart people who would like to come forward to help me with the children's message? It'll be more interesting to you than that just was, I promise. Our gospel lesson today has a lot to do with treasure. Have you ever read a story about uh, dragons? Right? Dragons like to gather up lots of treasure. Treasure and jewels. They live in caves and they hoard all of their treasure. And if anybody comes near, they start breathing fire to keep them away. Right? That's what dragons do. How about um, pirates? You ever heard a story about a pirate? Mm -hmm. They also love treasure. They put it in treasure chests and they hide it on islands and draw maps so that it's really hard to find. Only someone with a map can get to it. Have you ever been on a treasure hunt yourself? 
maybe at a party or something like that, like a scavenger hunt. So that can be kind of fun to look for hidden treasure. But here's the thing. There's all kinds of awesome treasure in the world. And there's fun games and stories. But the greatest treasure is love. And the coolest thing about that, of course, is that it's not hidden from us. We don't have to go find it. There's no fire-breathing dragon trying to keep it from us. It's inside of you all the time. And you're promised that you're loved all the time. And that love, that treasure, isn't meant to be hidden from other people either. It's meant to be given away and shared. And so that's what we do. We're loved, and so we love others. Amen? Amen. We're not dragons. We're not pirates, right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Will you pray with me? God, thank you so much for loving us no matter what. That's a really great promise that we can depend on. Help us to love other people the way that you love. Amen.